0: Welcome to this podcast on innovation, presented to you by ING. Recorded in the ING Cafe during the FinTech Conference Money 2020 in Amsterdam.
1: Welcome to the ING Cafe at the Rye in Amsterdam where Europe's biggest fintech event, Money 2020, is taking place. It's a big circus theme. They call it the the biggest fintech show on Earth. And I want you to join me at our table here at this Amsterdam-style cafe. And we're going to be talking with some of the biggest names walking these halls. Together with ING, we're going to make sure that you don't miss a thing here at Money 2020. I'm Daniel Frankel. I'm a lecturer in consultancy and change at the Rotterdam Business School, and I'm a curious fintech luddite, and I'm also going to be your host. So uh, joining us now in the buzz here at the ING Café at Money 2020 is the global head of innovation for ING, Benoit Legrand. Hello. Welcome, Benoit. Thank you. The show uh, and this café is a little bit of like your your living room these days. It's an Amsterdam-style café. Uh, would you have preferred a Belgian-style café? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're in Amsterdam. No, I love this, this café. And why?
0: Because we're very proud and happy to have Money 2020. And as you rightly pointed out, uh, this is the event uh, connecting banks, fintechs, and all people who can help us both to uh, to deploy and to transform banking so we're very happy to have it for for the first time here in amsterdam and very happy to host it also you know as ing as, you know, the largest bank here. Uh, We have a a very long history of uh, disruption and innovation. So when we started about 20 years ago with ING Direct, you know, we started disrupting ourselves and saying, guys, you maybe we don't need branches, right? So you might want to do it directly. And now it all looks very normal, right? Uh, we we operate in Germany, 8 million customers without any branch, right? So and people think, well, this is normal, right? But it was not the case. So we're happy to be, you know, we, we've been in, in this innovation and digital transformations for so many years now. We're just like so happy to see Amsterdam being the center of it. So and of course we had to make a cafe, right? So, but of course. it's of course. not a coffee shop, right? Just <laughs> making
1: sure that things are very clear. Now, as you've done several of these uh, Money 2020 events, how have they changed over the years? Well, I'm, I must say I've been privileged,
0: and I've seen them in the States and I, uh, in Vegas. I've, I've also seen them in Singapore and Copenhagen. Uh, what you see is it started from a fintech disruptive uh, environment where you you have many more banks now all joining some traditional players who understand that it's not something which is taking place aside of them right it is it's part it is in the backyard right so you 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 cannot stay in the house any longer so you need to go outside and meet so i've seen this evolving as a very cooperative interactive setup where a couple of years ago some fintechs might have been quite aggressive towards bank and say, yeah, oh, we're, we're going to kill you guys yeah, <laughs> because you, you're you the dinosaurs of this world. Yeah. But we see also many of them now understanding that you know, in our case, having 38 million customers and being present in 14 retail countries and having a brand and 51,000 people and experience in compliance in regulatory matters is something of very big value, right? So the point is now, how do we cooperate together and and this is why you know I see this event evolving
1: very much into uh, into this Um, is there is there a specific buzz this year at this event well, I, I, I see a lot
0: because the awareness is is coming at a higher stage. Uh, we'll see also some fintechs getting some massive size. So we say, "Wow, guys!" You know, it's becoming pretty serious. But also because, as we go on, I think there's a massive buzz at, at least for us at ING. As you no, know, we've we've announced the uh, an investment in uh, FinCompare, a German uh, small business platform, uh, with our. ING Venture Capital Fund of 300 million ING Ventures. And we've also announced a partnership in small business uh, in the Netherlands, also with Funding Options, uh, another small business partner. Uh, we're also announcing that you our own uh, uh, financial Platform, which we launched in the UK and is having now 300,000 registered users. Now we we decided to uh, to uh, to launch it in uh, in France and in Italy. Right, so there is a bus also, and I think it's a sign on our side of ING being or trying to be at the forefront. But I guess others also have those bus coming in. So yes,
1: I, I, the vibes are let's say very positive as you walk through the show there's so many different booths there's so many different concepts you're global head of innovation innovation is a big word it's 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 an umbrella if you will Uh, what's your shortest definition for innovation
0: well it's a very good question by the way because uh, it's very hard you know everybody's innovating right and who does not but for us it it's all about having an id which is executed, but also which is very relevant for the customer, which is effectively solving a customer pain massively, right? So it's not about IDs. It's not about putting those IDs in place. Of course it is. But if it doesn't tackle one
1: core problem of customers, or core pain, then it will not move the needle. Many people think of innovation as 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 technological developments, but more importantly, it really comes down to the innovation of the company uh, the company itself. Uh, What what would you say are the main pillars if you to define the main pillars of innovation at ING? What would they be? Um, (laughs) We we try to build it on many
0: pillars, right? Just to make it as solid as possible, Mm. Uh, because we in all honesty don't know how the future will be so we have no idea right nobody can tell you how things will look like in five or ten years from now so we have a very Dutch pragmatic way of looking at things and trying to build different pillars next to each other the first part is internal the second part is external so internally we have now our internal Boot camps where we're generating IDs from, you know, for the fifth time this year, gathering thousands of IDs from our employees all over the world to make sure that bottom up we get all those IDs to disrupt the, the world. So that's one way. A second internal way is having a, we have deployed our own innovation methodology which is called PACE, combining agile scrum lean startup and design thinking, just in one way, enabling us to start fast, stop fast, fail fast, without burning a lot of, of money, but mainly Focusing on customer pains, right? So this is the second pillar. We have now rolled it out and trained more than 4,000
1: people in ING in this methodology, and this is helping changing the culture. That sounds like a, a tremendous uh, communications challenge inside your organization. How do you how do yeah. you how do you get the departments aligned in this thinking? It's about communication, but it's
0: it's more than communication. It's just about having people doing it and experiencing it, right? You can you can have PowerPoint slides or internet message is it's only by believing or by, by touching it by doing it implementing the methodology yourself that you realize right That, 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 that we can. and it's of course a challenge but this is where we have a very strong leadership in ING with Ralph at least uh, also um, living this every day living the talk walking the talk uh, making sure that the whole organization understands that implementing this way of working, implementing innovation, are absolutely key to transform ourselves. So, th- yeah. so those are two internal uh, uh, pillars. And there's another one. We have our own accelerators called ING Labs, where we also nurture our own FinTech. Uh, so I, w- I was talking about Yolt. This is an internal FinTech. We looked at PSD2. We saw an opportunity, and we've been working on this for the last two years, right? So internally, we
1: try to have all balls rolling. And this is part of the transition that's been going on really for the the, the 20 years that ING has been a fintech. Absolutely.
0: So it's not something... Well, the challenge which we we have is balancing short term and long term. In the short term, of course, we need our quarterly results. Of course, we need to make sure we deliver the necessary cash flow to get this company uh, deploying rapidly and, 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 and well. Yet we need to invest in the unknown, in, in what is going to happen five years from now. So And there are many things which we absolutely don't know. So we'll need to test. We cannot build business cases which are very tight as we would like to do, but we, we need to take those steps. And if we, we need to, to, to spend 10%, 15% of our time, energy, maybe money, to go there, because otherwise we'll wake up in five years, and then, and then, you know, the, the train will have will have been gone, right? So uh, it's
1: absolutely important to balance those two things. And, and once, once we, we move from the, the idea generation, I, I presume within that, within that boot camp uh, kind of environment, for example, uh, those ideas need to manifest themselves externally. Yes. And through what processes are... are how do we imagine that process within ING as an organization? To, uh, to go to the market? Um, So once we use this page... A lot of ideas. Yeah, a lot of ideas, right? So it's a funnel. It's basically
0: a funnel. And the first stage is what we call problem fit. So we just say what is the problem for customers? We check with them whether there's a real problem. Once we know what the problem is, then we go into a solution fit mode where we say, what is the solution which addresses this problem? Okay. then we test it yet another couple of IDs are, you know, uh, left behind, not passing the test. The third one is so market fits. If we have a problem, we know the solution, we try effectively to show customers whether they want this, whether they… and once we have a, a, a good feeling about things coming out as customers wanting the solution we have developed for their pain then we go and scale outside, right? So then this is where we have the yield or another one which is Payconic, which is a peer-to-peer and peer-to-merchant app. So those are the things which we then bring massively to the market into a portfolio of scale-ups, which need to be protected from the rest of the organization. Because when they're too small, they don't get any attention, no time. But once they're getting big, you know, they might get too much attention from Ten fathers and twenty mothers, all having an opinion on how to grow the child, right? So, and I think this is what you you want to avoid. You also want to avoid this child to be working too fast because he still needs to go to school, right? So, this is this
1: is how it comes. This is how it materializes. Are the are the children sometimes a little bit ornery? Yeah. Is, is, yeah, <laughs> they are. I think they are. I think because it's it's yeah, it's a it's a it's a changing changing world. And also and also they're partnering with with a big bank. Yes. Which they have to see a mentality space for them as as a fintech.
0: Absolutely. So we need to get the best of both worlds, right? Being a a small startup, you know, like Yalt is having about 60 employees, right? Yet getting the funding, the power, the knowledge of a big organization like ING, right? So how do you mix the best of those worlds and and basically the role, I think of of the chief innovation officer of, of, of the people working in innovation is closer to art than to engineering because it's a subtle balance which is moving every single day uh, uh, to, to get things moving there's a lot of work to be done on human beings making sure that all emotions uh, expectations targets uh, of people are there and respected by everyone. So, it, it, yeah, it looks like, looks like art more than, uh, than engineering. So I think this is where this humility is coming back because there are a lot of things which we don't know, but there are also many things which we know, right? So how do we balance this with the knowledge of the external fintechs and all those guys, right? I think it, And this is where, again, psychology, people make the difference. It's not about the ID. But to get an idea
1: executed, which makes sense, you need people to make the difference. And this is a, this is far too simple of a question. But but how do you know when something's not just a good idea, but that it's potentially a good business?
0: Yes. Uh, well,
1: <laughs> you should always be aware of two
0: simple questions, right? Because there's a lot of through behind. Uh, so we need time. Okay. Uh, We cannot work the way we have been working or we're working in many things, i.e. from the start, knowing for sure that there is a huge money behind. Of course, from the start, we have a high level view on what business we are looking at, right? What kind of size of the market. But we'll only know whether we can make decent business once we get the ball rolling. So it takes some time to get there. So, now we're starting with the yawls of the Payconic of this world. Well, there is a market traction, so people like it and want to use it. This is the first step. Now. How do we materialize and how do we get the business going behind and make it happen? I think this is something we'll be working on in as as we go, right? But it, but if, if, if you ask Jeff Bezos, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, uh, how many people would have invested in his money and say, well, don't worry, you know, I'm not making money, but maybe come back in 15 years and I might have some in a business which is not a let's say, an internet site for buying books, but which is a hosting site for uh, technology, right? So this is the, the mindset which we need to have. We don't know where the future will be. We need to take risks and, and, and manage them, of course, right? So we, we don't want to put an extreme amount of capital compared to the solidity of ING, but we need to set aside some money. It, it, it's... Um, we we want to be a a technology company with a bank license, right, and and not the opposite. So to do this, you also need to work the way those technology companies are working. And they invest 10%, 15%, 20%, I don't know precisely, of uh, of their turnover into research and development. So this is really something we need also to learn as banks. We need... To research and development and a lot of money which you invest there is not returning money and some small money will return a lot and we'll have to play with that
1: as you've said ing is a 20 year old fintech company and and ultimately it comes down to the applications of technologies for the consumer but there's also some real important departments of of ai and robotics uh, involved uh, is that also part of the the major transition that ING is in right now.
0: Absolutely. So AI, uh, machine learning, you name it, right, because those names are changing. But it's basically a better way to use existing data or new data to get better insights in order either to reduce our costs or increase our customer experience. Basically, this is what AI is doing, doing things better based on insights of knowledge. So this is certainly something very, very important. Digitization has made this possible for us to know more about the customer. Yet, and I come back to my earlier point, you know, you can have data, you can have robots, you can have everything. But the key questions remain, what do you do with those data? How do you want to use them? how do you want to give the value back to customers or to keep it to yourself as a bank, right? So it all goes back to the culture, to the, to the values which you have as a bank, right? So AI is a tool, but eventually the battle will be won, we believe, uh, fighting on the customer experience and the insights you give to customers because the power has now shifted, right? When, when, when we... Looks, some time ago we thought that banks were the center of the world, uh, and then customers had to turn around and find their way to enter it. Uh, but Copernicus, 500 years ago, discovered that you know, things might be different, right? And, but it took him 34 years to dare saying those things because they were so disruptive to say, Guy, maybe the sun, the sun is the center of the universe, not the other one. And and it took some time, and today we're facing similar things. It takes a lot of time for mindset, for people to understand that we are no longer as banks, the centers, but customers have now the power to decide which bank they're gonna pick up. And they'll pick up not because of a savings product, because all savings products look very much like each other, but because they have been respected because their life is made easy, because they get interesting insight, because they are richer, because they are able to manage their finance in a more effective way. And this is where
1: the battle is. When you speak about the customers that you're innovating for, um, the customers are society on a large scale. How do you know that people are ready for the changes that you are in the process of offering them? again a very good question because we
0: well if you ask you know, 15 years ago would you like to have a mobile phone to go and, and, and would you use a mobile phone while shopping asking or calling home whether you need carrots or not I think everybody would have told you ah, mobile phone I think we don't need that right so and now you ask the same question but people can't live without it so there are a lot of things which we cannot imagine and 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 for which we have needs but we don't know yet right so it's all about bringing those solutions to customers and we know they are impactful and valuable once the customers are effectively using it for us this is always you know the uh, the ultimate uh the ultimate uh, evidence is having customers
1: effectively using it well thank you to benoit legrand the head of innovation for ing thank you very much Anna. thank you're you you're welcome
0: Interested in who else joined us in the ING Cafe during Money 2020? You can find all the podcasts on ing.com or at bnr.nl slash money2020.